Hey, Francisco, it's go time again. Here you are in your hotel. How's Vegas treating you, buddy? It's good, man. We haven't talked to him like forever. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's been it's been so uh, long. Uh, no, has nothing been... has changed, man. Everything in Vegas stays the same, man. You just <laughs> yeah. start losing more money every day. Uh, oh, no, it's been good. Enough, you know, man. just waiting yeah. to uh, you know catch some rays. You know, I'm also like there's like some comics here that oh there's like places that i'm gonna i want to check out it's called like area 51 apparently it's like a cool okay. like new place that that you go and it's like all art stuff and then you go and like it's just like yeah it's a big warehouse of art stuff and i know, know it's got you... all it's got the neon graveyard doesn't it isn't that oh, where the okay. neon yeah, graveyard no, is never, and all that kind of stuff been. and like yeah, and what's his face? Who did uh, you know Batman and Mars Attacks or whatever? His museum is there. Um, there's oh, all kinds okay. of little little Mars Attacks aliens around and stuff. I think if I got it right. Um, all right. But yeah, man. That, but that's um. I mean, uh, yeah, it's re really fun. Anyway, but I was gonna say we're uh, we're on early this week and we're we're doing this interview early for a couple of reasons. Not only because we have a British guest on our on our podcast but also because england is playing in the european football championships yeah. and uh, well they so just got is... done and they i was watching the the game a little bit oh yeah. yeah 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 so yeah yeah so so we've had to change up our interview times in order to interview the british did they win in the end i, I mean, yeah I... they yeah, they must be yeah she's gotta be happy because england won and like and england's always like has a good team but they always lost in tournaments so they advanced right. and they beat Germany. So that was a big win. So they, yeah. uh, so they, they must be really, really excited over there. So she's probably like yeah. drunk or something. Uh, no, I'm ex I don't think she's a big football fan. I'm assuming oh, she's okay. not. I, I think the reason why we had to change around times is so that she can avoid all the football, like travel and stuff. And like, cause the traffic okay. will be bad and the pubs got will be it, busy. It. So she was worried about the timeline. Um, so this is this is going to be great. This is all the the first time that we've done our preamble without uh, being able to tell our audience like you can look forward to this part of the interview or this part of the interview because we have not done the interview yet. We're going live with Tiffany in about five minutes, and uh, so I guess it'll be up to me to just tell you what guys what to expect. I've been really looking forward to interviewing her. And, yeah, uh, you know Francisco. her. She's your friend. Yeah, she and I came up on the comedy circuit together in Britain, and we lived in North London, so she's very much part of my North London, uh, like, there's a good group of comedians that we all lived in North London for many years, you know, we'd be able to hang out on Mondays and Tuesdays when the comedy world was dead, and then we all go off on the road for the rest of the week and then come back to you know, meet on, on Monday over, over pints and stuff, so she's very much part what? of that community. I was gonna say, but ask? I'll ask you later. Like, was North London different than other London? Uh, yeah, it is. I mean, West London is you got your Chelsea and all that. In West London, it's more oh, affluent. I like Chelsea. More, there you go. Oh, so that's, that, why, that, that's why. I like. So, that's my. That's my type of London. Yeah. Go so back you to the north, man. Yeah. So you aspire to more, be more rich, you know. But uh, then yeah, at King's Cross. <laughs> Yeah, King's Cross in central London, going up to Camden Town and then North London, it's more, there's more artists, you know, more musicians and comedians and stuff. Um, so every little area of London has a different kind of style, you know, just like here it. in Los Angeles, just the way in Los Angeles, you got, you know, you've got your Las Villas or you got your West Hollywood, yeah. Yeah. you know, or, yeah. or Compton, 
you know you gotta, yeah, yeah 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 it's all there's all these different areas downtown so, yeah. venice santa monica you know, yeah all, yeah yeah. yeah, so we lived together in North London, and, uh, you know, she's a cracking comedian on the circuit. She's on all the panel shows around Britain. She appeared in uh, Game Face, Roisin Connolly's Game Face, which is a great hit show on Channel 4 right now. I mean, you name it. You see her around acting. She's even got an early appearance on The British Office. You know, oh, she wow. Was, she, nice. she appeared on that as well. So uh, she's awesome. Uh, she's got some live gigs coming up that I know that she would uh, appreciate us to throw out to you guys. She's playing at the Stand Comedy Clubs, uh, the comedy clubs where I started my comedy career actually many years ago. Amazing comedy clubs, really well purpose built. Uh, she'll be performing at the Newcastle Stand. Uh, well, she's doing all three of the stands basically, and uh, July 6th, 7th, and 8th. Uh, taking her show, and she's going to be in Whitehaven as well at the Rose Hill Theatre. So she's hitting Newcastle, Glasgow, Edinburgh, coming to Whitehaven. Look her up, man, if you want to catch her comedy. But, you know, before that, you get to catch her shooting the shit with us live here on our podcast. That's right. So uh, why don't we just start it? Let's go. Let's do it. Here we go. Let's have a little chat with Tiff Stevenson, everybody. Bye, hello. Here we go. We've got Tiffany Stevenson, everybody. Hi, Tiff. How are you? Hi. I'm good. I'm Hello. in my book nook. Hello. Hi. Yes. Hi to hey. Los Angeles and Las Vegas. Is that correct? That's you got right. It right. That's right. We're all in a in the last and lows of the world, and you're in yeah. London. So yeah. So all the air. Yeah. 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 Because you're yeah, happy. I'm in a plush today. box. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Now, just I, we were just talking about this before we went online. Turns out I'm wrong. Turns out she's a. I. I said. I said I think she's holding back on the stream because she thinks she's gonna get through London traffic because it's gonna be nah, mayhem. Nah, you gotta watch the game. <laughs> but it turns out she was out watching the game. So. It, it's because I I sort of wanted to hold off by like half an hour because tra- traditionally the trajectory for England when playing Germany has been, you know, the 90 minutes, the extra time, no, and then it's penalties, and then life is horrific for another two to four years, depending on whether it's the World Cup or the Euros. So uh, so I'm thrilled, I'm thrilled. And and I've travelled to see the... the, Because I I said afterwards, I was like, no, you're crying, I'm not crying, or something. And someone was like, oh, calm down. And I was like, (laughs) I will not calm down. I've I've been here before. I've seen them lose. I've travelled, you know, travelled to go and watch. I went to France to the to the to the World Cup in '98. I was at the England Argentina game, which went down wow. in history for Dave, wow. David Beckham. '86. No, '98. Oh, okay, 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 okay. '98. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And uh, there was a little. No. There was a moment where David Beckham petulantly flicked out his foot when he was on the floor at a player. And uh, yeah, oh. so that was that was that game. It was that was a very famous yeah. moment in that game. So England fans will remember. Um, so I I felt like this day has been overdue. It's quarterfinals now. Whatever happens from here, happens. But I'm very excited that we're there. 
Yeah, no, are you already, you are is it overachieving? Is this an England team that's overachieving? No, um, England or... always has good teams. Oh, England always has good teams. Oh, I, I, I don't think good. so. I think, I think they <laughs> no, always no, no, try no, to they... tell everybody oh. they have good teams. Having no. lived in England for 15 years, I got to tell you right now, Francisco, they do not always have good. They have no, good teams paper, on paper. They do. On paper, paper they do. but not. That's what I mean. On paper, they um, do, but they I'm... never fulfill their potential when they get to the big tournaments. I don't know why. So I like this team now because they're a younger team, so it feels more like a cohesive bunch of players. I think in years gone by, there's been like stars in the squad. And I always think like for, you know, uh, uh, a, a national squad, like you want them to be, you know, um, a cohesive team without people going, it's yeah. about me. This game's about me. And you know, right. historically, there's always been players like that who've like stood out and shone and, you know, kind of even with their brilliance, it becomes, you know, people like Maradona, for example, who was a phenomenal player. But sometimes it becomes less about the, the team and more about the individual. So I right. I, um, I think because they're a bit younger, they're excited to be there. And I think Gareth Southgate's doing a really good job of managing them. Yeah. And look, there's a lot of Spurs players in the team and I don't even like Spurs. So, you know, I'm sort of... Mm. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> I've, uh, it's, it's, um, yeah, it's been exciting. It's, it's great to see a new generation come through, you know, as much as I love watching, you know, Paul Ince and Gareth Southgate and Lineker in the years gone by and stuff like that. So I feel like England have been traditionally quite unlucky in tournaments when the chances have been 50, 50, it sometimes just doesn't quite go their way. And today they had a lot of chances um, and it was frustrating, but the two goals came in the last 20 minutes. So that was quite, yeah. like, I feel like I've lost about 600 calories through stress. Uh, all right. <laughs> well, congratulations. Yeah, no, good, you know, good the way. game of football too, a team can upset their way all the way to the final as well. We all know that too well. So, yeah, you know, you never know. You never know. They, they could be lucky in penalties for, for once. Maybe, <laughs> maybe. maybe. I mean, they, ah, there was a mad was... thing that happened years ago. Where, well, at the World Cup in 98 was the Daily Star, which is one of our red top newspapers, gave away like free, free, free ferry tickets to France. And they were like, this is just right. encouraging hooliganism because like the tickets yeah. are gone. And I think I got tickets for both those games. I went to one in Lyon and one in St. Etienne. And I, I think right. we just got those outside the stadium and like paid like crazy price. But I travelled with Leeds fans. That's how committed I am. Like oh, wow. with Leeds fans to to go and watch England. And we, a friend of mine has written a book about our trip. Actually, um, Billy, he's a Brentford FC fan, and uh, he wrote a book about this trip to France because we just sort of mad things happened. I think we got the train out. Maybe I think maybe we drove St Etienne. It was two separate trips, and maybe we got the train from. Or maybe it was the train out to St. Etienne. We were on a six-hour train journey through French countryside. This is 1998, pre-internet. So we had like a guidebook of places uh. to eat. And we ordered a curry to arrive at the station that we were coming into in an hour's time. Oh. And this guy ran down the platform with a bag full of curry wow. and got it on the train. We were like, we're on this time train. Can wow. you get it there for that? Yeah, so that's pretty cool. Wow. Um, so you, yeah, you were you were doing DoorDash and Uber Eats before <laughs> it even existed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's great. The early well, model. So how does that work with like when you travel with teams? Like, do they does the team pay 
for people um, to travel. Well, no, not or... teams. No, like, fans, no, like the, fans, the fans. The fans of the team. Yeah. Fans oh, the of fans the team. Of the... So, oh, okay, like, so people the... who would normally be like, kind of like, you know. Yeah. But obviously, you know, it's it's England. You're so it's like when. England. Yeah. Oh, got yeah. It, got it. Yeah. Okay. So. Okay. Because yeah. I always see like yeah. those people that fly to like, you know, when they're playing games, you know, like teams, you know, Leeds against Chelsea or you know, and like they all travel to the other. You know the visiting team. I'm like, are people just paying like by their own money to do that, or is the team going like, all right, you guys are the a thousand favorite fans, and we'll give you money to pay? You know, I don't know. <laughs> no, no, no. So people go, I mean, and I'm like, that's too yeah. much. I'm like, I was like, yeah. I, I mean, I like, I'm a fan of teams, but I'm like, I'm gonna go. That's why I only go to to England games. I used to be, I say, I used to be. I still am a Man United fan, but I. Um, and when I was at school, when they were bottom of the first division before there was a Premier League and stuff in the UK, I'm an old school sort of fan. I used to go to Old Trafford with my dad and stuff, and I went to lots and lots of games. But when I started sort of getting into my 20s, I sort of dropped out of like club football because um, I just didn't have the time. It took up so much time. So then it was really just about the England games for me. And especially yeah. now with the past 18 months and everything that's happened and you know, with the pandemic, it really, it's like, there's a really amazing summer of sports, you know, Wimbledon yeah. is, is on at the moment as well. So actually, yeah, the Olympics, I'm so excited about all of that sort of stuff. Um, so yeah, so I'm, uh, I'm happy to be a, um, what's the, uh, an observer, a fan. Nice. Right. Nice. Nice. That's oh, has the, when, when you travel abroad then, Tiff, if you're mentioning getting the train and stuff, I'm just curious, do you, would you prefer, would you prefer getting the train when, if you got to go intercontinental, like as, as a lot of people know, like you've got the, the, the tunnel to France or whatever, would you rather do that than drive? Do you find the passport um, tech easier? <laughs> I've done both. I'm, and I've, and I've sort of driven in, I don't know if you've ever done those skiing gigs in like France yeah, and Mar Belgium. Yeah, Belle and, and Yeah, Courchevel and yeah, you know, yeah. Uh, sorry, France and, and Austria and yeah. yeah. Um, I, a, a bit of both. I, I do like driving. Um, sometimes it's nice to see a place by by train where you can properly sit back and absorb yeah. the journey and also That's what I, like. I I drove on some of the french trip um and it was quite terrifying because one of the drives it was lashing down with rain and uh i seem to remember being but I'm, I'm wondering if this is france or germany whether it was the autobahn i think it was in france we were driving and in france they toot their horn when they're overtaking you but right. we don't do that in the UK. So this is a really yeah. useful thing to know if you're ever oh. driving in France, right? If someone toots their horn here, it's because you're doing something wrong. Like, get out of the way, um, yeah. you know. Um, it's I, just for, you know, like, like, you don't do it for, because, yeah, like, I like honking for everything. I'm like, right. yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm like, get out, or like, what's up, or like, hey, I'm yeah. here, you know, like. That seems, that like, feels like what they do in like Asia and stuff. Like when I was in well, Jakarta, like, in like, America, it's like they're just like, honking that they're it's driving. Always, eh, 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 eh. So it's like, that's, so it's like everything, like in, in the US is, I guess it's like, I'm like, if people honk here, kind of like, what it's because you're like, too slow. Get off yeah. the move at the lights, or yeah, you know yeah. you're a, a, you've 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 messed something up. And so so I'm on guard when someone does it. I was like, so the whole yeah. drive, I was like lashing with rain on the wrong side of the road, and just like uh, 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 like yeah. constantly. So so yeah. that's that's a bit less. But I've driven in America a lot, 
and we, at the beginning of 2020, we drove, we came from Sketchfest and we, we drove down mm. the Pacific Coast Highway to mm-hmm. LA, which was nice incredible. Drive. Oh, yeah. it was, yeah. it, it was so beautiful. I kept crying. The tour, right? Oh. Tour through the PCH, like on the, yes. yeah, there's like, I went, it's such a nice, I rented a car too, like, I think like when I did it too, and it's just like, you know, like, I mean, cause you're like by the coast right there and it's just like nice and like, it's like a commercial. It's like a long car commercial. That you Have you drive. done it, JJ? Uh, I've driven up and down the Pacific Coast Highway a couple times. Yeah, it, it hasn't been emotional for me yet. I've, I, I, I have frankly thought, yeah, this, this is nice, but maybe it's maybe it's that Nova Scotian thing of the. I've seen I've seen the coastline before. I've seen a pretty coastline, but and I've seen some nice ones in the UK, but I've never seen quite like. I guess a couple of things. Um, I'd watch Big Little Lies before I went, and so oh, I knew okay. I wanted to stop at Carmel and Monterey. Yeah. And yeah, then we yeah. stayed um, and we stopped at this restaurant called Nepanthe in Big Sur. And um, a friend of mine had mugs from there. A friend of mine who, who I stay with whenever I'm in New York, my friend Stephen Olaf, and they had these beautiful mugs. And then they showed me the place online. And I was like, oh, my God, it's this like incredible view. And yeah. um, so I was like, I have to visit this place. So, mm-hmm. so here's what yeah. happened. So, so, so we, we drove from San Francisco and I think a little part of me, I don't know. It was almost like nature knows, or I knew, or that some of that weird kind of connectivity we have as humans that I felt like I should really take in every moment or that I right. was there and, and really experience it and be in the now. And I was, I was finding nature like, and this has been happening for a couple of years actually, but I've been finding nature like increasingly like emotional and overwhelming in terms of, right? uh, yeah. And I think in terms are of my, you, are, you broody? are you feeling broody? No, I, mother nature. I think, no, it's not even that. I think it's, 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 it's bigger than that. It's a s- spiritual thing. It's a, right. it's a being present thing. It's to be grateful. It's a gr- mm-hmm. grateful right that on. these things exist. So, I the first sort of bit of it was was going across Bixby Bridge, which I'd seen in in Big Little Lies, mm-hmm. and obviously I should have been wearing my full length cardigan, drinking wine, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> like looking out on the ocean. Um, we got to Nepanthe, the restaurant, and I hope I'm saying it correctly because uh, this will be embarrassing if I'm not. That's how I've always said it in my head. Um, and as I came through the door, I started crying. <laughs> Oh, and um, and the receptionist was like, it's okay. And I was like, oh, I've like wanted to come here for a few years and I'm finally here and I can't uh, believe it. Uh, oh. And I can't believe how breathtaking it is. I've got photos of it. It's oh, so yeah. incredible. And then we stayed in a place called Morrow Bay. And yeah, yeah um, nice. yes, you've been there. Yeah, right. So there's mm-hmm. seals and there's, it was the otters. The otters were the things that got me like, we Did were cry eating. Like, I cried at the otters. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm yeah, are so you me. sure you <laughs> were just filming Big Little Lies while you were there? I yeah. think that you were just. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, this is just an episode of like of Big Little Lies. <laughs> oh, someone's put it up in the. Uh, in the uh, someone's put a link to it up there. Oh, Brian's put a link up. Um, it's. Um, it, yeah, when we got tomorrow. We had clam chowder. We sat out, and it's got a big rock in it. It looks a bit mm-hmm. like the place in the Goonies, right? Yes. Um, and there was like a shop that just so sold shells, and I love that. 
and it had that like kind of mid-century feel in some of the shops and it it felt a little bit like and I think I loved it for this it felt a little bit like a town that is sort of left behind a seasonal town Mm -hmm. that if you visit in the off season you know um it it kind of dead (laughs) yes yeah yeah Yeah. um but that's where I saw the otters and I've got videos of them on my phone if I feel a bit crap I'll get a video out because I had this moment of like seeing the otters like swimming and then flipping around and then one got a shell and was beating it on its chest so it was just like the thing like to try and open it so I was like, All this right. is the thing that they, it was the most otter thing an otter could do, right? <laughs> yeah, that sounds very otter. Yeah. Right, and I just started going, I can't believe that I exist in the world and this thing exists that is so different to me and it makes no sense and that's just wonderful. They are you had a very emotional trip last time you wow. were here. I saw you. I saw you on that trip. And I, I mean, don't if remember we, you if we being ever go so to... emotional. I if exist go... in the world. JJ exists in the world. How is this possible? I know. If we ever you go and to I. Zoo, if we ever go to the zoo, zoo together, right. Right. I, I, I feel yeah. like, all right, wait, wait for it. There's going to be a lot of waterworks. Oh, oh. I, I like that. Here yeah, because you. You and I spent, I saw you on this trip and you and I, we, we were drinking at my local, actually. I remember you came and hung out with me at our, our local bar. Well, and also, we drank a couple times in town and not once were you very emotional. You were mostly, <laughs> you were mostly loud and in a good mood. And I, I probably, but there's probably a reason why you didn't go, Jay, I cried all the way down the coast. No, nah, but it's, but I agree with you with like nature. Like I think also the older we get, the more you like uh, appreciate nature and all and everything. Like that's why when I like I surf, for example, I just love like just being on the ocean. Sometimes not even just getting a wave, just kind of like just being in the board and just being by yourself on the board and like just like exp- and without nothing, without you know you know you're looking at your phone, you're looking, you're like really like disconnected from the social world and it's like so i really enjoy that too you know i mean yeah, I, I was really hoping think... you'd say being at one with nature <laughs> no well, yeah i've been at, at the sea at the sea with nature and the otters and uh and the seals they swear Here, they, it's one they here's the thing here's the thing that you think about like if it was your last day on earth what would you want to do and i i mean well, i'm not like, gonna go play it. with the otters I mean, I, mean, well, I, <laughs> I want to go surfing and drift on the ocean by myself. Well, I mean, I mean, I want to invite my family or something. Yes, of course. So you got hug your hug your friends and family or whatever, and you know, in a career <laughs> aspect, you're like no, but in a, like, the ones that aren't this, you know, like probably play a stadium, just do one last gig, right? Hug all the people that I love, and the other two things that I think about relentlessly are like, you know, swim in the ocean, watching the sun go down. And mm. to look at the stars or see the northern lights or de- see, you know, there's always two or three things in there from nature. It's not, can I go to this restaurant and eat this meal one last time? It's always mm. like, yeah. can I see this marvelous thing that I'm that I'm part of? And yeah, so I just I just I've just had a couple of years of trying to and especially with the lockdown of really trying to absorb nature and and get involved with it because everything else has been restricted so you know we're yeah. in a situation where we've had very little control for a year and a half and 
So actually, you know, trying to trying to hang on to those moments where I can see stuff and appreciate it and be now. Yeah, that's a that's a great outlook on things. And yeah, and and to your point too, like uh, sometimes you forget to look around, and it's it's really good to remind yourself. Sometimes I forget to do that even in a city, like even amongst uh, concrete yeah. jungle. Sometimes you forget to look up at like the lovely arch- architecture. Yeah. Not sound too cheesy. Or but you'll see elements of architecture that you don't realize you have tunnel vision. And that's what I get when I'm driving. I have tunnel vision. And when and times when I'm on trains and go, sorry, I'm able to absorb a lot more of the countryside because you can look around and look up. But it's but it's funny. You just reminded me of that, Tiff. I got a really bad habit of never looking up yeah. uh, when, I'm, when I'm in a city. And, and, and so, you wonder and why we're depressed yeah. as people. <laughs> No, honestly, yeah. we do this all the time. Yeah. We're not yeah. here, you know. No, that's the yeah. old, the Greeks yeah. and the, you it's know, we look to the stars to dream. Yeah, yeah, what you mentioned too, because I, you know, I'm instead of like meditation and mindfulness, like being the moment and experience everything and like just live everything how it's supposed to be in the moment. I think just by doing that, you get to look up and like, and like, oh look, I'm walking here and I'm feeling this and all this stuff. It's like the thing is like, society has made it to is like you gotta be what success is and this and so it's always like you're planning ahead or you're thinking of what you didn't do you're not living in the present and then it's kind of like once you forget that and you really like you know just live in the moment like if you're in the ocean experience the ocean don't think about oh i gotta have this show tonight it's like no get to that point when you get to that point do you guys both find as well that past this when i do if I do less now, I do like one thing or I do like one show. And I've done Edinburgh's where I do my hour show in a night and I've done six other gigs and I've done a day full of press or I'll be filming a TV show and then I'll go and do a gig that night, like the mm-hmm. pace at which I live my life pre-pandemic. Now I do like one thing and I'm so fucking tired. Yeah, yeah, and I yeah. cannot yeah. believe the pace I lived my life at before and how much adrenaline I think yeah. I must have been. Yeah, yes, and we have, like, a, we have a lot of new things as well. I've introduced, I now I have a podcast. I used to just go and do a gig somewhere, and that was it. But now i got a podcast and a Twitch channel but also I online like the all the time. Of, so Of doing less and like just doing like, I'm fine. It's like, hey, I did one show tonight. I'm cool. I'm good. Like, I don't need to be like, oh, yeah. I did. I need to do five shows to feel that I'm like, nah, like. Did one good show, concentrate on that good show, and then go do something, live your life, yeah. you know, go, you know, go watch the otters, you know what I mean? I, th- I think they call it working smart and not working hard. Isn't yeah, yes. live, live yes, a... not work to live, but, but uh, live. Work, no, work, 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 to work live. sorry, work to live. It is, it is work to live. <laughs> it's it's yeah. not live to work, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. entirely. And so speaking of which, uh, speaking of these pandemic times and having to change, um, you know, your routines and stuff, I've, you've still been on the road a little bit, haven't you? And, and um, A little bit, yes. I had a bunch of, I was supposed to be coming back to America. So what I did was, um, because I have amazing timing, um, so I did Sketchfest January 2020. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Just getting it in there. Get in there. No, because that was a big... I'd never been to San Francisco before, so that was a big deal for me. Um, Very exciting. And then, so we drove down, and then I got a rental, because I signed with a manager in in LA and stuff. Got a rental, and then was like, okay. What do you mean by a rental? Like uh, like rented an apartment in in Beachwood Canyon, in Hollywood Dell. 
a beautiful place to myself. I'm in my 40s. I can't do the sharing shit. So, yeah. um, <laughs> um, so, so plus it's, it's a second place. I already, you know, I'm in London as well. My family are in London. Yeah. So, so I got this lovely place. I furnished it. Love my landlord, really cool Mexican guy. Um, who was very, very particular about like who he wanted in the apartment. So he was like, I like you. He met my partner. He's like, I like him. Let's do this. Got it. All amazing. All exciting. Furnished it. Left at the end of February, I think it was, to come back and do a few shows in the UK and a TV thing. And that was like March, yeah. <laughs> early March. Yeah. And like I literally tried to move to Hollywood at the <laughs> yeah during the beginning of the end of yeah for a yes. little bit yeah yeah so so yeah so I I can't remember what you question you were asking me about that but, but <laughs> what was leading me into that anyway I had it was road um, miles road miles is what well, road miles. so I was supposed to be touring the show and doing it again in I've done it a couple of times in LA and a, and, and a bit in New York this current show that I'm touring which was from Edinburgh, which is now 2019. So it's like two years ago, nearly, that I was doing this show. Uh, and I had to postpone the dates a bunch of times. I've managed to get out to a few of them. I did an open air show in Brighton last week. And I've got some shows coming up at Soho Theatre in August and some shows at The Stand. So I have a few more, but they are now, what was once 30 dates in a concentrated period with a tour manager is now like, I've managed to retain about 15 of them split out right. across mm -hmm, like yeah. three or four months. And, you know, you can't really do a proper PR push or anything else with that. So no. you just, I've got, and that's where the control thing is, is that's where I've just got to let it go. A let bit it go. Yeah. Hope people come. <laughs> yeah. We're not yeah, out of just, it yet. We're not, we're not in a like, smooth place yet. Lots of stuff is still getting canceled all yeah. uh, like internationally and, and stuff. Just, with the show right now, it's kind of like, we're just still getting back to it as comics you know yeah. what i mean so it's kind of like like okay just try to even like yeah like new material even material that you wanted to do because also like that big gap of all the you know the like there was stuff that i was like i even it was new i was like i cannot do this like pre-pandemic stuff it just sounds weird to me to be like so i yes. like i wrote i've written a lot of stuff and so it's trying all that new stuff and so so yeah so it is uh, yeah. i think it's good to have those like because i'm the same way i had like all this shows line up and now it's like you know they're all scattered here anywhere and i'm like eh, just take it how it comes get better you yeah. know and, and and that's it yeah i had an hour show booked in i think which was my first one back after the second lockdown my first like sort of live show and um i'm very unorganized so i didn't really look at the venue and the stage and everything else and when i got there i met the guy who was running it and he was so lovely and he's like everyone's so excited and then I saw the room and realized it was in the round. So it was a stage oh, okay. in the middle right. and it was oh, in the okay. round. And there were little sections. It was, they had like mirrored sections that they'd put between the tables. Okay. So there were like eight sections round with like tables uh, in them. Uh, so it's like being in a disco ball. And I walked in and I looked at that and went, oh my God, it's my first geek back and it's in the round. And wow. then I went, do you know what? It's just going to be really nice to do stand up in front of proper audience members again. Yes. And I went out yeah. with that attitude and I had such a great time, like yeah. such a joyous time. And I was like, I have to remember that because I think sometimes, you know, when you do it for as long as we've all done it, you can get very complacent. 
and you can mm -hmm. get angry and you can get really picky about the room not being right and this not being right and where you're going on and how many tickets you've sold, you know, and blah, blah, yeah. blah. Completely, and this, yes. this was a moment of going, oh, no, I'm really good at this and I love it. Oh, I love it. Yeah. But going and it's back also... to what you were saying before, it's like, it's, you know, experiencing living in the moment. Like, let me do the best show tonight. Doesn't matter how many yeah. tickets I sold. I'm just do it, you know, just embracing that, yeah. It's also important to remember yeah, that uh, these comedy audiences are, are all getting a reboot now. So even the comedy fans yeah. who have had, you know, they're starving for comedy. I find that the audiences, when when they are happening, when they are full rooms, right, they, they're, they're nicer, happier people right now. The cynicism hasn't yet set in. <laughs> yeah. Like maybe we'll have a good year and a half or something of some fun shows before the audiences go back to being, eh. It's not as good as what yeah. I expected or whatever that, yeah. that, you know, that general, like, which happens a lot in LA as well. Those spoil, they're very spoiled for entertainment here in LA. And yet the shows that I've been out to in LA are, everybody's happy. I haven't mm. seen any I kind of say, spoiledness yet. American audiences though, on the whole, and I've done stand up about this. So I will sort of hold, hold my hands up on this. Yeah. In fact, I think I did maybe for one of my at Montreal. I think it would, if you've watched any of my stand up at that, I talk about it in that, which is how British audiences compare to North American. So like British audiences, American audiences tend to go in with an attitude of like, this is going to be awesome, you know, <laughs> and get hyped and they're ready for awesome. And British audiences go and going, this is going to be shit. Uh, right? It's okay. what we want. It's what we need. It's what we deserve because yeah, we hate we ourselves. Right. Like, yeah. so we go, and then anything that goes above the expectation, people go, oh, it yeah. wasn't shit. That wasn't It yeah. wasn't shit. I love that. I love so that. How does that work attitude. in terms of, like, performing? Like, you know, I never performed in, in England. So, like, how was that? Do you have to go, like, do you perform the same? Or do you go, do you also lower those expectations to then to be like, look, whatever, you know, I don't know. Or do you go like, um, hey, come on, let's have some fun. You guys like, no, you know, weird. No, I think if you're the, the come on, let's have some fun person at a gig in the UK, people are like, I'll tell you if I think it's funny. You'll know because I'm oh, laughing, God. you dickhead. Like, God. whereas, whereas I, and in America, it's quite nice to not have to go on against something at the very beginning. Having said that, though, it just means you need to be, I think you need to be, not better, you just need to be really good. I think, and people will laugh if it's good. Then you just get less benefit of the doubt. You know, in LA, I see people like people get their like, you know, credits list and stuff before they go up on the stage. And, yeah. and for, for oh, LA, yeah, I mean, it happens film. a yeah, bit, bit of yeah, like, we don't do that in Britain. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, so we like, it will literally I, make them hate you more. It yes. will literally, if you list your credits, they will. Oh, oh, she thinks she's great then, doesn't she? Well, here, let's let's see about this. It, it, so are you just going to go like, give it up for JJ, that's it? Like, no, no, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah you okay. can say, you yeah. can say, I, my friend, I love them. They're very funny. You can do that, you know, like, you know, and if you're a good host and there's a lot, there's lots of people who are good hosts and, you know, like, and again, the MCs in the UK are a bit different to, America like you know you do get really experienced people and like you know famous mm. people hosting and 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 host, you know because they're you know so it's it's a bit of a different thing but if you've got like a good MC then they'll riff off what the other person's been saying and be playful 
and bring you on in a nice fashion and like do, they'll also do material before bringing you on not just crowd work that's like the mm -hmm. worst for me yes, if yes. you just do crowd work then i come on and try and do jokes of the crowd course. are like what yeah, is this doing. like yeah 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 yeah, we had the guy before you, he was talking to Janet specifically about what's in her purse. That seemed yeah. really unique and original. Well, that's and you're just there going, he does that he does that every friggin' night talking to somebody <laughs> yeah. about their purse. That's about that's the mark of a bad host when they don't like it's fine if you do crowd work in the beginning, but if you set up the show to bring on the next comment by doing bits so that the crowd is ready to go. Like I learned that a while back at the comic store. So yeah. Long, but. Yeah. yeah, you need to, you need to, they need to know the rhythm is going to change and it changes. And also that you're going to engage as the host, but the comic who's coming up might not. Might they not, might be yeah. like a one-liner person who doesn't want to respond to, or they could be someone who's like really interactive, but they might not mm -hmm. be. So you, that's your job to make that like so good. And that, yeah. that's one of the things, if you're really good as a host, you can kind of get trapped in that host role in the UK mm -hmm. because oh, yeah. you're Here so good. Too. You know, yeah, too. yeah, yeah. Um, and it means, you know, I, I like, you know, doing spots so then I can run around and do different spots. Also, yeah. just the time and the luxury of, you know, playing around and losing them just so you can win them back and doing mm -hmm. all of that kind of, you know, sort yeah. of yeah. sort of stuff that you can that you can do. So um yeah, I so find I think... one of the bonuses of hosting though too is that you can load up a specific new piece of material if you want. When you have that small window, that ninety second window between acts. You can load up that new piece of material and get it out. And but also leave. that works for somebody <laughs> that's like, yeah, but that works for somebody for that's like, sometimes that's like a one-liner or like kind of like quick jokes things. Like for me, for example, like oh, no, I'm like I... a host, but like, but if I need to have like a rhythm, people know my story because my jokes make, you know, have to do with my life and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. I'm like my, so it's like, you know, I, it's, uh, I mean, it doesn't, it doesn't mean you can, but it's just, you know, a little harder to can. do that. Well, yeah, I mean, the way it would work in the UK, though, Francisco, because you get breaks as well. There's a break in the middle of the show. That's the other thing I was going to say. When Tiffany uh, was saying, when they, when people are filing into the show, not only are they going, this is going to be shit, but they're also going, what kind of drinks can we get? And will the bar be open? Or do we have to pre-order? <laughs> those are the priorities. But so you, do, so you do have an opportunity if you're going to be hosting, because you do have to do 10 minutes at the top to warm everybody up. So you can try your stories and stuff in there. And then you have to do another five to 10 minutes at the start of the second half. So you do get longer opportunities, too. So you can you can exercise all those things. But I think uh, to Tiffany's point, it is kind of fun just doing spots because you can run off to the next club yeah. as well. Yes. Get, so they, yeah. both, they both kind of have their. So their I, think, I, I think uh, Hollywood. Oh, Hollywood, LA audiences, New York, I think tend to want a bit more of like a pace yeah, of like gag. Boom, fast, yeah, yeah. quick. And, LA yeah. will go for a bit more ulti and will go for a bit more time and a bit more storytelling, I feel like. Um, but I also feel like, I feel like the audiences are nicer and they're easier. And maybe it's just because I'm British as well. So people are intrigued. So I sound different when I'm out there. I'm bringing something slightly different. You know, um, yeah, mm -hmm, and that's not mm -hmm. to say that English audiences are, they're just, they will work you. I mean, that's why people do the Edinburgh Fringe. Like Scottish audiences are some of the hardest fucking audiences in the world. Because Scottish people are funny, you know? Like when you meet people who are naturally, you yeah, know, yeah. like they're like, come on then, what the fuck? You know, like, and, and so that's, you know, that's why the Edinburgh Fringe is like, you know, it gets people really sort of match fit and stuff. So I kind mm, of like yeah. having come through 
having come through in the UK, having got my chops and going up against hard audiences, I'm grateful for that now. But I do kind of like the ease of stepping on stage in LA, but uh, somewhere like LA. But that, I guess the, the difference is it, LA has like some of the most amazing comedians in the world and some of the worst dog shit I've ever seen. You know, like there's a real like, and there's, yeah, a, there's, there's no a lot. In between. Yeah, no. and there's a lot of people who say they're comics, and I'm like, are you? Are uh, you yeah, have no, you ever no, been paid no. for this? I don't yeah. know. I don't know <laughs> yeah. that you can say you're a comic till you've really been, yeah. really, really been yeah. paid, and and you know, so yeah. that's usually the watermark. Yeah. Yeah. So, and I imagine. Yeah, we have, uh, Tiffany. We have homeless people here in LA that call themselves comedians. So you're yeah. very. Yeah, I mean, I don't. Open mics with, yeah, when I started doing open mics, I was like half people yeah. that were like you know okay same and then the other ones were like there's literally homeless people or like they just wanted to be heard so it's kind of like yeah and then people when they do shows here in la because they sometimes especially when they would do a lot of produced shows at the comedy store or the laugh factory the improv they're like oh yeah i performed there i'm a regular i'm like nah yeah nah i was a produce wow. some show you're like like do i i mean like is your name on the wall are you a pay regular like they don't know so it's like it's it's yeah it's annoying when people like you know discount the whole like i'm a comic i'm like nice well it was it will stop you from getting better that's what i see you kind of lose if you just start in a place where it's kind of easier what i saw was a lot of people who were confident but didn't really have you know uh many jokes or material and yeah. inherently well that's found la in a nutshell yeah or super super good looking super good looking people who you were like you know that this for comedy no like this you're not you find yourself fascinating but like i need to hear some ideas i need to hear yeah. some jokes or like but you just kind of talking and you know how a good looking person is like well everyone normally looks at me when i talk like, yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah you know we have, we have a lot of that in la we have a lot of that I, I, I have yeah. never seen women perform in bikinis until i came to la and then women women will perform <laughs> well here, like, i know so who you're talking gonna... about Get my oh, I, I thought there was more than one, isn't there? Isn't there a whole bunch? It's a bit of a. Trend. I saw someone I'm tweeting it's um, girl comic bikini one. season the other day. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's very, it's a very, very popular move here. But uh, I just can't imagine. Can you imagine in like Run Corn on a Wednesday night? <laughs> I know. It's, I've never seen it <laughs> in the UK. I haven't seen it. I'm just like, oh my god. But weirdly, um, I, they'll do it at darts. Someone will come out in a bikini at the darts. Hey, man, every place. Every place <laughs> has its moments. Um, Tiff, I got two things that I want to ask you about. You've, um, you've I, so, well, first of all, I want to, you look, you look fantastic, by the way. I know that airbags deployed on that lovely yes. face of yours recently. And I was going to ask you, were you, were, were you driving somewhere? Was there, yeah, are you healing up okay? Yeah, can you see it? I don't know. I mean, well, this I don't is what I'm anything. Yeah, I mean, you look great. Yeah, it looks great. I mean, compared to the photos of when it happened, <laughs> which I which uh, I have seen, I was very worried about it. Yeah. But yeah, you're looking fantastic. What what uh, what exactly took place? If you don't mind, if it's not too soon to talk. No, about listen. Um, having an airbag deploy in your face is a great way to get your lips enhanced for free. <laughs> um, when I say free, I mean a lot of time and pain. But sure, um, I we were. God, it was just coming out of lockdown and I had the, a TV gig booked in. So it was just like just coming out like in April. And I'd gone to Brent Cross, which is a bit like a, what you would call a mall near where I live and to buy some clothes for the show. 
And we were like recording yeah. five episodes in one day. So I was like trying to get everything. And, um, and so I was like kind of happy. We just come out of lockdown works coming back. It's all exciting. We're on our way home and we were on like a, the North circular, which is like three lanes. And I wasn't driving. My other half was driving and, uh, the car in front of us stopped dead because a van in front of that just stopped dead in the road. Mm, and I right. think it was some kind of weird tailgating thing where the van tried to fuck the car up by oh, stopping dead. We're like, stop tailgating. Oh. Yeah. So they missed it, but we sort of plowed into the back of them. But Paul was driving, so I was in the passengers, and he sort of steered, and the impact was on his side, really. Mm. And it, oh. it wrote off our car, but the airbag deployed, and... Um, there was all this powder in the car. I've never been in a car when an airbag's gone off before. Yeah, so I was right. like, dazed. and like breathing in this powder. So I was like, out, like, like a monster, yeah. just like kind of smashed the door open, <laughs> which luckily we were in the middle lane. So luckily there was no like traffic coming down yeah. the other side. Yeah, like yeah. some other half was like, stop, stop. You know, so I got out on the side of the road was kind of like Man. disorientated. You must have been in shock, I was going to say. Yeah, in complete shock. So I I could like I was like, "Oh fuck, what's happened?" Oh, what like I are, oh, I can I can feel blood pumping. I can taste blood. Oh fuck, my teeth. If it's like so that was my first thing. I was like, "Is it knock my teeth out?" Um and then oh. I was kind of like feeling around my teeth. I mean, we a paramedic came out and it was all very dramatic and I had like a bunch of bruising across my chest which i think was from the airbag as well right. um because i found out that airbags are like designed for male bodies like and oh it, really yes oh, yes fucking, so if you, fucking patriarchy if you got boobs they're just oh because they're so i got a bruising all across here like i like my airbag his airbag came out and he was fine he didn't have a scratch his came out the steering wheel Mine came out the passenger side and it was like a full, but it just kind of like, yeah, just like, like burnt me. So I think there was bits of like shrapnel from the mm. airbag exploding, which is what cut my lip open. So I had to have like a bunch of stitches in that. I oh. thought I would be fine to film the TV show the next day. I mean, I wasn't, nah. it was like, I looked like I'd done, I was like, you should see the other guy. It's a car. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so yeah, so I just, I, um, yeah, I, 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 I was like, oh, this, what's gone on with this airbag? And people were like, yeah, they're designed, designed for men. Right. They're like, apart from Volvo, who wow. uh, do design for women, I was like, well, I was so, in a Volvo. Oh, so how does it, the woman, <laughs> like, what's the difference of the, of the airbags for men? I mean, for well, men, it's height, it's height and dimensions and boobs. So we've got all this right. kind of like soft tissue stuff. So yeah, they're designed, all the fashion is male. Like, so it's so like, a, like, it's just soft. Or like you know uh, yeah this is all yeah 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 i mean they're bad. Um, <laughs> uh, oh no i don't know i don't know how they no, 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 they no, just <laughs> these are the airbags <laughs> these are the airbags wait what are they they're soft what are boobies <laughs> boobies are like what, what? i've never explained boobs to another comedian before this yeah, has no, been no, I, I, I don't want the airbags i was like i don't know what boobies are like they're like airbags <laughs> <laughs> okay uh, so, yeah, so that, I didn't know that. And I've not, we weren't even going that fast. I think maybe about 20, maybe, like, or just oh, right. under. And it, it must have been yeah. over 20. I don't know at what speed they deploy. 
but I'd never been in a car where where they deployed. Yeah. It was more stressful going to the emergency and obviously being in the height of COVID and then like mm. distancing and plastic, but not really distancing and going, I got to sit here for like three hours to wait. But this is why I love the NHS. This is why, God, you guys, healthcare for like Americans, <laughs> you know, like, like it, I, you know, I, the plastic surgeon came down and stitched my lip and fixed right. me up and I went in the ambulance and it cost me nothing, not a single wow. penny. You know, that's, that's, that's yeah, the way no, society yeah, should work. That's how it should be. But like, yeah, you, you know, but there seems to be just one country of all of the westernized countries that seems that they, to think they care more about money way. than people. <laughs> but that's the capitalism yeah. of the US. But whatever. Yeah. It's a different podcast. Yeah, well, uh, I, so I, I would like to bring up one other one other thing that you uh, that you made me think of there, Tiffany, when you were talking about getting your place in Beechwood Canyon. So, because this is an American thing too, as far as I'm concerned, I don't know if it's different in the rest of the world. But you said we, you had to furnish your apartment. Didn't that weird you out? Because in other cultures, particularly in the British culture, we don't have to furnish things when we rent. When you rent, it comes with it's furniture. You can, uh, really? Yeah, you can even you can even ask your land, you can even say to your landlord, hey, I wouldn't mind having a nicer couch than that. Can you get that? And that's part of, uh, really? and that's everywhere that I've lived and rented. America is the first time ever that I've seen you, you rent something, you have to furnish it. Did you, did, what did you find and of you that experience, Tiff? And you pay for your Tiff? insurance too, man. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, I found that to be, wild because then it's just a, a whole other cost and i had to rely on you know our friends uh chris and hannah to then go and put it all oh. in storage and john hastings oh. to put all right. of my stuff in storage so i i was quite handy when i i was like the one thing i want new that i won't not get new is a bed and a mattress i was like that's i need that new that yeah, has to be brand right, new of course. and then everything else i went to like the council thrift store on a president's day sale and I ended up getting a leather sofa that like looked like it had never been used. And I got it for like 90 bucks. And I got these oh, wow. two crate and barrel chairs, which Chris and Hannah now own, which I looked up afterwards and I was like, these are a thousand bucks each. Oh, and they oh, were wow. in the council thrift store. And I paid, they would have been 60 pounds each, President's Day, Day sale. Um, the one good thing that came out of Donald Trump uh, was, <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, the President's Day sale. So it was like two for 60 bucks. And then I looked wow. them up. I was like, these. So I did stuff like that. And I went to the, the sales at Bed Bath and Beyond. And I kind of like did it quite smartly. And I have friends who were like, you can have this. And, you know, yeah. and um, so I, I managed to do it. Like I maybe managed to furnish the whole thing for like maybe about $1,500. All right. It That's sounds great. like you actually enjoyed that experience. I would have. I love thrifting. Of a shock, right? Okay. Yeah. yeah well, no. I, I mean, it is yeah. shocking. It is shocking to kind of go, to kind of go. Well, surely, just like stuff like, you know, like not even soft furnishings. I get maybe if people don't want to share soft furnishings, but stuff like, um, you know, cabinets. Yeah. And and uh, yeah, certain stuff shelves like that where you're like, stuff like that. shelves like, and yeah. curtains, curtains like you know, or blinds. Bureau. You know, yeah. 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 Yes, I bought I bought a bureau, I bought a desk. That was the other thing I got in there. Right. Um, you know, but yeah. it, but it was it, I I sort of enjoyed it because I love it was one of my favorite things to do um whenever I'm in America is to hit the thrift shops or the crossroads and all of that. I love it. I'm obsessed. Right. I like going into a place and going who the fuck bought this? 
Mm, like, right, what yeah. would a person own this piece of tat? And then yeah. obviously the gems. I've I've got behind me actually here. This I got in a in like a garage sale in New York, and it's like a little. It's really. Oh. I got it because it was so creepy. Wait. It looks like a children's radio. Oh, it is. It's. It's the candy. What is that? Oh, oh wow. wow! Hear it. But it's a little radio. <laughs> It's yeah, it's just like a twist it and it plays that one song. Yeah, right. it's like a radio thing. Yeah. The candy man. Yeah. Wow. It's that really kind of like at the beginning of a horror movie, right? There. Produced by Well yeah. Jordan Peele. It's yeah. really creepy. Look how when creepy you, it is. When you become a serial killer, you know yeah. to carry that around with you. <laughs> oh my god, look at the look at the drawing. <laughs> Yeah, yes. no, that's creepy. Yeah, this is truly psychotic, Tim. Yeah, and so I collect tat like that from all around the world. I have like a tat shelf which has on it like um, magnets yeah, from places a, that I visited. Skull too in the back. Yeah, right? yeah. There's a sugar skull there. That's and I've got one of those Dan Aykroyd. Is it Dan Aykroyd vodkas? Yeah, the skull. Skull vodka. vodka. Um, but oh. I've also got salt and pepper shakers that are uh, the Chrysler Building. And oh, okay. <laughs> good, good choices. Wow. in New York, yeah, uh, snow globes. I've cre I've got um, Russian dolls. Wait, so you are the person who says like, wait, who buy who buy this? Who yeah. buys this? And the one thing I didn't <laughs> buy, which I found a photo on my phone, and I should actually, I should probably text it to you, JJ, so you can see this, um, because because it's it's uh, it's crazy mad. Let me just let me see if I can get it to you. I found it on my um. Um, I found it when I, I went to land. Still, I can still hear it playing. The Candyman going. Yeah, that's a, that's very. Um, that's like literally when before before or after the murder happened. <laughs> <laughs> oh, here we go. Right, I'm gonna send you. Um, I'm gonna send you this pick right now, JJ, just so you can see. I didn't get this piece of tat, but I kind of wish I had. Um. Oh, hold on. Um, yeah, I wish I'd have got this because um, it's, well, when you, I think you have to sort of see it. But uh, yes, I'm the person that buys absolute crap from places. Right. Um, um, here we go. JJ, I've just sent you, tell me if you can see this or if you can get this up on the, and if you can describe what you see when you see it. Oh my God. What? I can't. Is that a, is that to pull a pint? What is that? It's it's a bottle opener. In the shape of, can you tell us what the shape? Yeah, it's a, in the a, shape in the shape of an eggplant. No, <laughs> <laughs> but it also it's it's not just the fact that it's got Lanzarote blazing down the side. So you're like, <laughs> when I go to the when I go to the uh, Canary Islands, I like to bring back a cock and ball shaped bottle opener with a salamander that, on top is that what's going on there yes that's a salamander on the top oh my god i can see it now yeah all right it does they're they're indigenous <laughs> penises and salamanders are indigenous. penises and salamanders are very much indigenous to the canary Islands. right yeah it does <laughs> it does look quite quite phallic 
think I think uh, I think Francisco's having a Las Vegas uh, situation, possibly. Uh, oh yes, yeah. Maybe he just like literally tapped out when you showed that picture. <laughs> yeah, he wasn't he wasn't into seeing the uh, the penis shaped bottle opener. It looks like a th- yeah throbbing Sorry, purple eggplant. Like, as soon as the the Candyman music stopped playing, that's when I disappeared. <laughs> yeah. Did you see Did you see the bottle opener though, Francisco? The, it, I mean, he looked, yeah, like the picture, it was a bottle yeah. opener. It looked like a, yeah. like, like a pipe to smoke weed. Oh, no. So, oh, well, yeah, I mean, too. you could smoke it if you like smoking cock and balls. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> it was, it's a cock and balls with a salamander on top in the show. Like, tat like that. I didn't buy that because I just, I couldn't no. face putting that on the shelf. But, but you I had do have the photo. Yeah, you you're like, I'll collect <laughs> this in another way. Yeah. I've got like a call to prayer, like um, alarm clock that I got in Bahrain, but it's so plastic. It can't be near an open flame, like oh, like right. anywhere near like stuff like that. I've got like kind of crazy. I got a um, I got a one with with um, Mussolini. I think it's an ashtray that just says Mussolini is lonely. And I brought that in okay. in China of all places. Oh, wow. <laughs> there's like there's a lot of dictator merch in uh, in China. <laughs> um, <Yeah>. So, <laughs> is this would you would you say that this is one of your favorite things to do when you're on the road? Then do you yeah. hit the op shops? Yeah, that's like one of your shops, hobbies, and that's yeah. how you will kill the afternoon before a yes. show and stuff. That's a very you know because that's we always ask that of our guests because some people like to go to the sports arenas or you know or what have you or some people or are foodies food. they want to yeah, yeah, yeah take in the food but that's very interesting you like to go to the op shops and uh and see what kind of secondhand treasures are there yes and, and also when you travel do you have any like uh, superstitions or stuff like that to travel with that are, like when you go or like or do you have any sentimental values that you bring with you you know that don't you know when you travel yeah as well? things that i bring I don't think I have any superstitions apart from um, remembering my retainers because I don't want those teeth going crooked. That's mm, happened a few yeah. times. I've forgotten my retainers. Uh, but I, I do have one thing that I, and I mean, this would probably be a piece of advice, less a superstition, but more like a piece of advice to anyone that likes going to water parks um, because right. I, um in years and I've gone to like Cyprus and Greece and and the Canaries and stuff. When I go on a beach holiday, I, I always like to spend a day at the water park. So my advice to everyone is to um is to get yourself some codeine if possible, um, or cocodamol and back that shit right up because when I was 18 years old, I like went on a water slide and gave myself an accidental enema. Oh. And and then when oh. you've ever come off a water slide with like such force, I was in a bikini and like, I yeah. thought these guys were staring at me because I was hot stuff. Like, I, I mean, something was hot. It wasn't, well, there was hot oh. stuff anyway, but I came out of the pool like this oh, and the no. water came back in the other direction and it just like kind of went flying up my asshole. Ah. And then I got out of the pool and then I was just like, oh my God, there's like literally shit running down my leg um and that was yeah that was absolutely horrific and i don't know how you prevent that apart from like making it solid backing it up so you haven't got any any kind of liquidness running Uh, or or, is that is that a function of codeine i wasn't aware that codeine backs me up i don't know for anyone else but like if i have codeine for a couple of days i get it's you know 
we're having we're oh, having really? a constipated I, time. I, 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 I would have thought, considering one of the ingredients, ingredients that it was that would it would make you more fluid. Yeah, but... yeah, no, no, no. I think I think uh, anything that's ingested in a different way is a different situation. But I, a codeine oh, right, tablet, right. a codeine tablet which has paracetamol in it, as well, or cocodamol has paracetamol. It will back right. you up. Otherwise, if not that, then I don't know how else you prevent this situation from happening. You know, it's about physics, isn't it? The speed you're coming down versus <laughs> the like how the quickly the water comes in the other way. I don't know if there's a way of stopping it. Wear a scuba it. suit. Wear a scuba suit. Wear a wear a swimming yeah. nappy like kids do. You know, like or just go or fast for a couple of days. It's like you know what? I'm not eating for two days. Just I'm gonna go to the water park. So I'm all, it's all juicing. I'm juicing for two. Oh, good <laughs> like what? what? <laughs> like yeah I'm, I'm getting ready for the water park i can't believe it doesn't happen more often i don't like i i i, I mean i remember just going to water parks when i was a kid but i, I never had uh, that happen to me you know i must have really angled my anus on the way out i mean i <laughs> yeah. just don't know I mean, it's maybe also i came like down a... anus first like yeah. Legs in well the yeah air. you never well you never go anus it's... first on anything that's <laughs> Uh, Tip, it's the patriarchy again. Water slides are designed for the mailing. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Is that, is that, well, actually. Your nuts, do your nuts prevent it from, maybe you've got a, like a safety guard, like That's your it. nuts, your nuts our, prevent you. Our nuts are a certain type of windbreaker in a, in a, in a water they're, slide they're situation. They come, they, they carve through the air and create the vacuum behind us that allows us to avoid the water slide enema. Very true. Yeah, There's finally, a, little, a, little finally a, use, a use for the balls that nobody knew about. I mean, I really think, I hope that someone gets in touch to say that's happened to me too. But that because it to feels like very once. lonely. It just happened to you once, Once, right? once when I was 18, yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah, but I think maybe that's, an, I mean, it's not like it happens to you all the time. No, but I do think maybe I've had a, I've still got on water slides, but I won't necessarily go on very steep the, the, the steep i'd go ones. on like yeah, yeah. yeah i'd go on like one of the like rings, when, when with the, with the, with you know the, with or the, the with the thin yeah. what is it called the, the, yeah the, the tire thin whatever yeah. yeah the tire yeah yeah i'll go on that i'll go on the lazy river lazy I'll do river like a, yeah yeah i'll do like the easy ones that don't look very actually i did i did steep. shed my pants on the lazy river because <laughs> <laughs> you're too lazy to get out and go to the yeah, i was like dude i need coding like, I mean, you could have just stopped. Uh, uh, it was easy to find you on the lazy river. <laughs> Dude. Well, what, a, what, a, what a turn for our podcast. We just, we've never gone down the shitting on water slides angle with any guests before. No, so. I don't know. I think the first like time we actually talk about shedding. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But that's, uh, you know. I mean, yeah, I mean people not. Have people not talked about shitting abroad? Because one of the wonderful things about going to the Middle East is the uh, tons of fun bum gum that they have in all of the, yeah. you know, the hotel. The and what? I think that's, uh, well, I call it the tons of fun bum gum. You can call it whatever you like. No, I don't know. I don't know. I don't understand. <laughs> but, well, I, I know what you meant too. I've never heard it called that, but I will from now on. Uh, well, yeah, it's just, and... it's a great system they have there that I feel like everywhere else should have. And you know, places here have B days and stuff, same as in America, but in but in the Middle East, they have next to the toilet 
a oh, hose. hose, like a shower head, and it's got a little uh -huh. trigger. Don't, it's uh -huh. like that's why they call it the, the bum gun. And oh. once you've been, you can just put the hose in and it will just oh, clean yourself up. Yeah. 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 I like that. Yeah. Yeah. That's like, so, so it's like a, a more of like a more, a more of a pressurized bidet. Yeah. It, yeah. yeah. Right? Yes, like it is basically. Yeah. yeah but like you haven't that. got to have like a bowl full of shitty water like you would yeah. have. I don't know. I don't know. And sometimes like... it's not a full toilet as well. Not, I don't mean full toilet, but I mean, it's not, sometimes the toilet is in the ground. You have to squat over it, Francisco. So you're squatting. Well, first, I mean, I, I think what and you're saying is that you took a shed outside and you host yourself. No, no, I, I'm, That's I'm what you're actually saying. not. <laughs> I've done that. No, I mean. no. In Turkey, in Turkey, they, yeah, they have quite a lot of toilets like that where just a toilet out and about it will be the hole and there will be a hose. Yeah, because yeah. that's well, yeah, actually, was... that's why I don't understand why this whole thing when the whole pandemic started, people were going not to the toilet paper. I'm like, wash yourself. It's cleaner to <laughs> take a shower after you take a shit than than toilet paper. You know, yes, toilet paper yeah. is yeah. the biggest scam in the history of 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 of, of the world. You know, like people are like, hey, hey, forget washing yourself. How about if you just take a toilet paper <laughs> just, just, just and rub it, cotton? And it's gonna be cleaner. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Just buy yeah. yourself some shit tickets and have a good time. <laughs> I mean, like, yeah. I do. I agree. I think, like, washing is just, it's cleaner and it's more environmentally or baby sound. Baby wipes. More a good, yeah. I yeah. like baby wipes. It's a good, like, in between, you know. Of, yeah. Like, you know. yeah. Yeah. But so I'm, have... I'm thinking when I get a bathroom, I'm going to get one of those fitted. I'm going to have a. Yeah, I'm, 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 yeah. I'm actually going to have somebody that, 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 like, a little butler that just, like, washes. Like has right. a little hose yeah. and just goes like, shh, like a car, yeah. and then just you know. Hopefully, I get to that point where I can have somebody that that you hires. Just summon him. You can just summon him. <laughs> no, he's gonna be <laughs> there the whole time. Bum, bum gun boy, come in. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, the, the music of of Candyman plays as he watches. Hey, listen, if Stevie Nicks can hire someone to blow coke up her asshole, allegedly there were rumors. Oh, really? Uh, <laughs> that, that happened? Yeah. It's a rumor that, you know, that that was, that used to happen. Um, right. I love her. I'm obsessed. Anyway, if that can happen, surely you can pay someone to get a why bum gun. Why do people do that? Just... Like, I don't understand. What's, why, why, why does, <laughs> I mean, I never done coke, so I don't understand, like, why is there's nerve endings there yeah there's nerve there's endings no there is no there's lots of nerve endings so it gets, it gets you absorbed better, gets really you quickly so it goes oh, into the bloodstream so that's why like oh. people would do it in the nose or like gums which is why isn't it why bowie had all his teeth had to have all his oh, teeth really? redone because he yeah I mean, I'm just, oh, okay. I'm, accusations are flying around here. Allegedly, <laughs> allegedly, I don't know if they're true. Nah, um, hey, I, but, I do um, see a book, a book over there behind you that says, how to do coke. <laughs> <laughs> well, how to, how to spread, sp to spread rumors without being accused of slander. That's, that's the book. No, no, allegedly, allegedly. I just okay. finished uh, Stevie Nicks' uh, biography, actually. And, is it uh, in there? Fantastic, and it was, yes, yeah, it, well, yeah, it's, it, those things get mentioned as you dive into the Stevie Nicks world. Right. But also oh, really? what she went through, to, yeah, her career here on the West Coast of America, very, yeah, it was very interesting. So good, good choice, Tiff.
She's phenomenal. Yeah. She's my favourite. Yeah. And I used to do a bit of stand-up. I don't know if you remember JJ saying that's why um, all her vocals, like, because she, like, basically, like, snorted a lot of cocaine and that meant all the Fleetwood Mac songs from the early 80s onwards started beautifully and then she always turned into Cartman from South Park. Oh, right. <laughs> like, there's always a little bit of the song, like... <laughs> Where the note it gets really nasal, ah. yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She's tracks. amazing. She's amazing. Um, you know, I would have loved to have caught Fleetwood Mac when it was all. I know Lindsay Buckingham's not touring with them now, so I never get a chance to see mm. to see the Mac in its, you know, yeah. in its peak the, formation. In its peak formation. Yep. Wow, um, wow, you've was... been amazing, Tiff. Yeah. Man, you've been absolutely amazing. Do you think there's any? Um, time you'll be coming back to LA like are, are you thinking about coming back to yes, America now that we're I'm hoping to I'm trying to come in August and I have a friend's right. wedding in September in LA so like I'm trying to come out after maybe after my Soho Theatre runs so like the second half of August so it really depends on whether or not I'll have to go via another country mm-hmm. right um, if the isolating is still kind of in play which at this point like you know it hasn't been you know we still can't travel so so depending but i'm hoping second half of august i think my visa i've got to get a new visa that's the other right. thing i think about 2 years of my 3 year visa has been eaten up by pandemic and and delays yeah. so so yeah so hopefully um hopefully august if not august then maybe october but uh, i think at the end of october um hopefully i'll have got my new one by then but yes so hopefully by the end of the year let's say by the end of the year i'm hoping to be back out (laughs) do some shows do the big do the big showcase version of my show which was i was supposed to do you know 15 months ago or whenever it was so yeah (laughs) i I, I was just laughing because you started with like I'm probably going to be there by July. Well, not maybe August. No, well, maybe. You know what? Leave it the end of the year. You know what? <laughs> yeah, I just realized I don't want to, um, what's the word? Um, jinx it. Pro- plan, right. plan ahead. Live in the moment. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's Hope good. So. But yeah, thank you. I would love to uh, catch up when you get here. You know, maybe hit some of those, uh, um, the what the, the stores the the thrift stores i don't i need somebody that knows how to do that because i don't oh me and my girlfriend yeah. i mean she loves that stuff too but like it's good to like because you gotta go with somebody that, that knows i don't know i don't know i get yes, i know how... and i'm like eh. you know. my friend holly said you're like terminator when you get in there you're like oh great so i know yeah yeah and i'm good at shopping for other people so i'll find clothes and shoes and cool stuff that i like myself and then i'll find crazy little ornaments mad books like you know then just then just weird stuff where you're like and then then I like to like sort of go back and create the backstory of who owned this in fact that same trip that I got this I'll tell you this I know this is our last question I bought a box of photographs of like black and white photographs that were just like different people over the years oh and no, I started, they belong to somebody else they belong to someone else I don't know who the families are in them so mm. part of me is kind of like, it might be fun to kind of go, are you this family in this photo? But also I've written the, the backstories for them myself. Nice. Oh, nice. nice. I, I like so, the sound of this. So okay, like, that's just like a little... characters, you know, for Yeah, for like, I'm little, re, little, like yeah. yeah, creating these like backstories. So a lot of them are like, um, you know, um, like someone in their back garden and someone looking upset with their brother on a swing or whatever. So obviously yeah. there's been house clearances or something. So it's just like, 
and it was a box called old photographs so um nice. so that's that's it also yeah just think it's a fun writing exercise and stuff to do so yeah. i gotta start yeah. putting some of them up on instagram and and sharing them Oh, that's cool. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's very cool. I mean, that is, you've given us lots of advice that, that is, our final question usually is along those lines. I don't know if you have anything else hidden, hidden in your traveler's soul, but we do like to ask you if there's one last little piece of travel advice that you like to hand on to people. I mean, I mean, if somebody asked you for travel advice, you probably wouldn't say hit the op shops. But uh, <laughs> Yeah, but I feel like that's a good one. Uh, yeah, that or like, yeah, always carry wet wipes. Like always carry, says, I like it. Well, that I wipes. like, that, that's a great advice because, yeah, in the bath, you know, like the planes or the airport bathrooms, they suck, you know, so it's kind of like. Even pre-pandemic, I'd always yeah. have like a small pack. You know, you can get that, these like 10 wipes. Yeah, the little ones, yeah. 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 So that can save the day for a lot. Stains on your clothes when you're traveling and you're like, I can't wash this. Wipes are good for that. They're good for hands. They're good for face. They're good for lots That's of things. For yeah. Very, very handy. Very handy final piece of travel advice from Tiffany Stevenson, <laughs> everybody. Congratulations one more time, Tiff, on England's victory today. Yeah. Well, Do you know what? I watched The Secret before the game, and I think I really helped the lads out. Oh, well. There you go. <laughs> Well, I watch it against, it against uh, the Ukraine or Sweden, because I think let's see who's winning right now. Let's see who ah, you guys are going right. to get. Let's yeah. see, because let's see. Oh, they're tied, well, Sweden and Ukraine. I think Ukraine is going to be, oh, Baldi, three sets, thanks for the stream. Tiff is oh. awesome. Ah, oh, thank you. Tiff is awesome. There you go. So thank you, you very are. much. I can't see who's on the stream. I can just see you guys. So I hope <laughs> everyone's enjoyed it. And now, um, now <laughs> it's doing Okay. I think he's Scottish. I think he's Scottish. Yeah, he oh, Scottish. <laughs> well, that is a very, very English uh, uh, crowd. It's like, it's like, nah, don't get too hype on yourself. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't don't get too big for your boots, England team. Yes, yeah. yes, yeah, yes, th yes. This is going to be shit. Oh, it wasn't shit. Yeah. Well done. Yeah. <laughs> it. They, they, I think it's going to be might be England, Italy. If they don't, you know, final. I'm calling it right well, now. Well, that will be tough in my house because I live with a Scottish Italian, so that's uh, going right. to be a grudge. Yeah. That's going to be a grudge That'd match. Be a good one. That'd be a good one. Yeah, but I think that so those are the two big I mean, he left. might still get victory because, like, I, you know, I knew that Scotland wouldn't win against uh, England, although a nil-nil draw for Scotland was still a victory. Like, he was singing championes for days because <laughs> everyone in Scotland was like, that's a win for us. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But um, but Italy, you know, that's that's a very very strong team. So yeah, listen, the teams they're... that are left are, I think yeah, you know, Belgium, there's no one I would going. Say Belgium, but like they don't have De Bruyne is injured and then Hazard is injured, so I don't, I don't. Yeah. If they just then both injured, I don't think they can do it. Yeah. Well, fingers best crossed. Of luck. Fingers crossed. Yeah. Best of luck. Uh, yeah, thanks. Thanks for showing up in such a great mood after after an English victory. So, uh, but but you're always you're always a killer. We knew you'd be an awesome guest, Tiff. Can't thank you enough. And uh, hopefully we'll see you soon in in live and in person. Thanks, guys. It's yes. So nice to see you. Thank you for joining us. Nice Cheers, to you. Tiff. Bye. Everybody, Bye. go see her live. Everybody, see you later, Tiff. Bye.